0: The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cavi Productions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. It is me, Kara, and I am here with the one and only Squeezy Jibs. Um, (laughs) I've been following him for quite a while. How are you today, Squeezy?
1: I'm good, Kara. How you doing, homie?
0: I am pretty good, pretty good. A little tired, but you know, pretty awesome. Um, life is life is wild. I like it. Uh, is that
1: something? Okay, so this is like a happy. This is like a happy, tired. Cause you like, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this. <laughs> like what you were just talking about—the reason why you're tired—is that something you want to talk about, or is that something you try to keep under wraps?
0: It's fine. I try not to keep anything under wraps if I can avoid it.
1: So again, it's a happy tired and I'm happy before you. And so I I ain't going to spill the beans or nothing, but I just want to say I'm happy that you are tired. And you know, that's a weird thing to say, but I think, (laughs) you know, in these circumstances, it's completely accurate.
0: Yes, and I appreciate that so much. So just to clarify what he's referring to is I just told him that the reason I'm tired is because I started dating someone that I really like. And we have been spending a lot of time staying up talking in lieu of sleeping like responsible adults. Um, and it's just been fantastic. So he's he's been my friend for about a year and a half. And I, you know, I s- said, no, I don't want to date. No, I don't want to date. And he didn't push me. He was super sweet. And then one day I was like, you know what, I... I actually just realized I had feelings and it's just been really, really great ever since. It's been like four days. <laughs> um, and he's just a perfect let's, gentleman.
1: Let's be honest, it's probably because he got, let's be honest, Carrie, it's probably because he got a booty that don't quit.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a, he's a hell of a guy. So um, how, uh, how has your week been? So far.
1: My way I mean, you know, is is right now. I don't I don't know where you're gonna play this, but right now is is Tuesday? It's Tuesday here in America. I know you're in mm-hmm. Canada, that might be a completely different day. I get the feeling <laughs> it's not, but it's you know, it, it's Tuesday, so there's a lot of weeks left. And you wanna talk about like, you know, good reasons to be tired. I got the the I got bad reasons to be tired. Like I'm gonna show you this right. I'm gonna turn my video on for a second. I just want to show you this.
0: This is a oh. bad reason to be tired, Kara. So, can you see that see? Yes. Those are those are the hornet bites. I got fleas. Oh, that's fleas. Oh, you are. I wish they were hornet bites. Terrible. I got luck. fleas.
1: So it turns out. I, so I, I I live in a I live in a in, in a triplex, and the the people that are across to me, and they're sideways. They got, uh, their, their cat just gave birth to a bunch of kittens, and they're the cutest kittens in the world. And, except the, the people are are like not really clean type people, and so the kittens have been out in the dirt, and the cat's been out in the dirt, and now mm. there's fleas like coming through the, the walls and shit. It's oh, terrible, no. Kara. So that's a bad reason. So I, I've been up all night scratching my flea bites, and that's a terrible reason to be to, to be tired, you know, compared to your good reason to be tired. But other than that, you know, it's, it's been a pretty good week. I got Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. And I mean, I'm just enjoying the fact that, you know, I got a roof over my head and just trying to like, you know, take advantage of, of the fact that I don't have to work right now. And I did finally get some unemployment. So, you know, it's, it's good. Life is good.
0: That is good. That is good. Is it the tonight dough? The Ben and Jerry's?
1: It's uh, uh so apparently, not apparently, like a hundred percent. They're doing a buy one get one free at the the local safe. Boy, here on Betty Jerry's, so there's only the only three flavors that they had left. I mean, it was empty, homie. It looked like just when looked exactly like people were when when people were panicked buying toilet paper and the shelves was just empty. <laughs> uh, so the only three the only f- three flavors they had left was chubby hubby, uh, everything but which is is not don't get it twisted. It's not like you know just butt meat. It's like it, <laughs> everything but dot dot dot. Cause it's just filled with so much shit, and so I got I got a chubby hubby and an everything butt, and I already ate the chubby hubby, and I got two thirds of the everything butt left. So that's all I need. And I, homie, I ain't even lactose tolerant. Like I I eat the Ben and Jerry's and then immediately go to the shitter. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's a choice. It's a choice that I get to make. Like I can decide: Is it worth it to me to eat this ice cream and get the runs? Like, that's a decision I get to make. It, it's not something that I'm forced to do. So, you know, I, that's just something I look at as a positive thing.
0: I absolutely relate to that. I have meat, uh, not all meat, just beef issues. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes McDonald fucking McDoubles are just like, you know what? It's going to make me feel like shit anyways. It's almost like a two birds, one stone thing. Um, and then like, I get like gut rot, like I don't get diarrhea, thankfully, but I get gut rot where it like just hurts really, really bad. Um, so I relate really hard. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm choosing to do this. Oh, it's okay. I still got chicken. I,
1: exactly. And it's like, exactly. Like we're lucky enough to like live in a, you know, we're lucky enough to live in a situation where we can make the decision to put ourselves in pain and I ain't got no business to complain about that, homie. Like, I am not going to complain about the fact that I could choose to eat delicious ice cream and then give myself the runs.
0: <laughs> yep. I uh, Like I said, I relate super, super hard. Um, so you know that I reached out to you, but the audience doesn't. Um, <laughs> I reached out to you because of my interest in talking about learning how to not take yourself seriously and speaking of freedom the freedom that comes with that um so would you say that you were always someone that was able to you know make jokes uh like you know kind of self-deprecating humor and all of that kind of stuff like the comments that you make are very very funny um so were you always like that
1: I, i mean i guess probably no like i'm definitely back in the day was known to be a really serious individual just like took everything so basically the complete opposite like (laughs) i I always would like you know i'd like make jokes make jokes with my friends and shit but like i definitely took things way too seriously and i'll get frustrated all the time and i would be like you know why is this shit going my way like what 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 am i doing wrong like why is it like it feels like the thunder clouds are opening up and just rain is just dumping on me all the time and so you know i mean i don't know the exact like i don't it, it wasn't like a switch like i woke up one day and i was just like stop taking things too seriously shit like it didn't happen like that yeah so it, it, it was definitely a you know a lot more gradual mm-hmm. and but I, I was also like trying to work at it too like you know like. I mean, I think the older that that you get, the more you realize like life is fuck. Like shit <laughs> is just really, really tough. And I and 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 when I say shit like that, like people will be like, man, that sounds really negative. But like, let's be honest, like we're all gonna die. Like a lot of us are gonna be really sick at some point. Like I got somebody that I, I really care about deeply just went through cancer. Like I've had like people in my my family straight up like like half of the people on my mom's side committed suicide um, like i got a murder suicide in my family like tons of i mean just bad shit happens darkness yeah. and so it's like yeah and like i remember I, so a, a friend of mine a friend of a friend of mine i was sitting around them one night and he's a professional poker player and he we were sitting around this is like 15 years ago or some shit and we're sitting around and he's just t- tell me a little about poker. Like, this dude, like, straight up, you know, wins probably, like, two, three $300,000 a year. He's been on, like, World Series of Poker. Like, he's not, like, super, super famous, but he's really good. He's and in that so, sweet
0: spot where you don't... He's just tell me about poker.
1: <laughs> oh, so what? Say, he's say that, that again?
0: He's in that sweet spot where you don't have to have all the attention, but you get the uh, the money. <laughs> it,
1: it's exactly, exactly. And which, which works out for him because he's pretty shy. And so I was just sitting there talking. I'm like, look, like I play, you know, I play a little bit of poker, but like, I'm not like, you know, I can't go into a casino and just like win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just like, you're a professional. Give me one. Like, what's one thing that you could tell me? Like, just break it down. Into, if you could tell me one thing that would give me a different mindset about playing poker, what would that one thing be? And he said, it's simple, homie it ain't the cards you're dealt, it's how you play them, and I was like, I was like, you know, I heard that before, because there's a lot of bluffing involved, like, when you play playing professional poker, you know, and I started thinking about that, I was like, god damn, that's like the same, same with life, like, bad things are gonna happen, what, like, what are you gonna do about it, you know, So like, and that includes like not th- taking things too seriously like and 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 what you know and, and you probably realize as you get older yourself like things are just going to happen and it's up to you to figure out how you're going to relate to that so for me like you know the easiest way to take the power out of a situation is to make a joke about it mm-hmm. and and that leads, you know that leads to another situation where like you know, for a while, like, I would be making too many jokes and not dealing with the issues, so you got to, you know, ultimately find a balance where you're, like, dealing with the issues on one side, but also on the other side, you know, not taking them too seriously, because, like, if you really want to see, and, and let me tell you tell you something else, Kara, you know, I, I, I had this, this whole situation where I accidentally went to India for a while, <laughs> and I was over there for, like, you know, I was over there for, like, three weeks, and there's like so much shit happening around the world, like all the time. Mm -hmm. And you realize like, you gotta like just be thankful for for everything and you gotta be grateful for everything. And that helps too. So like, you know, to kind of keep that in mind and shit. and, And I mean, I met a bunch of like really nice Indian people over there that like, you know, ain't got shit. They got nothing and they were way happier than like most of the people I knew that that I I knew in Los Angeles like you know you just got to realize like what you have and and be thankful for it and that helps too and and so for me like you know not taking things seriously and and just being thankful for shit just you know it it just makes makes everything feel a lot better and and i think like a lot of and sorry if i'm just like going no, on like okay. you can stop me at any I'm time like you know i feel like a lot of a lot of people like just get so fucking caught up in what other people are doing and that's part of the whole thing like you know of taking things seriously like and that's that's not a new thing like people talk about it like you know instagram and shit like oh you, you know just Attention with them. Other people are doing Instagram and trying to keep up with them, and trying to make your own pics cute, and buy new. But that shit's been around forever. That's like you know, my my pop always told me about that the the saying "keeping up with the Joneses." You know, like the neighbor, the Jones, they got a new lawnmower. Yeah, you know, and and the the neighbor got a new lawnmower, so you got to get a new lawnmower, and he getting a Corvette, so you got to get a Corvette, and that kind of shit, and. So that's I'm guessing that she's been around since the dawn of time, like some some cave ape got a new fucking you know throwing stick, and the cave ape next to him was like shit. I want a new fucking throwing stick. I want a bigger <laughs> one than his, and I think that's you know that's just a part of who we are, and I think it's natural, but I think that it's not healthy, and I think that that you gotta be able to to. Look at that shit and, again, not take it too seriously. Like, you know, there's going to be people out there that are prettier than you. There's going to be people out there that are that are smarter than you and richer than you. And and you don't want to fucking get into that, that situation where you just look at that shit and compare it to your own life in a serious way. Like, you can look at it and, uh, and, and acknowledge it and accept it. But like, you can't just fucking take it seriously as if it's got something to do with your own life because it doesn't.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I agree so much. And, and, and honestly, that's one of the things that really piqued my, um, my my interest in reaching out to you specifically is that amongst all of your very funny, silly posts, I saw this one post where someone had reached out to you and they're like, how do you deal with the haters? And you could see that the, the tone changed and, and I could see that you were someone who was seeking balance um, whether or not you've achieved it, I obviously don't know you well enough to know um, if you feel that you've achieved balance, but that's something that I find is really important too because I am a ridiculous jokester. Um, I learn that more all the time that as much as comedy has enlightened my life and, and lifted my life in a lot of ways and helped me, it's also been a trap. Um, and and you know that point <laughs> you touched on about you know simpler lives having, you know, more happiness, I think that that's so true. And I also, I also agree about, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses type thing that exists in the animal kingdom as well. So I don't think that it's anything to be ashamed of, but I think it's very important to be mindful because I think the comparison is the thief of joy.
1: I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And, and, you know, I think, I think that we live in this this age where we have like these fucking windows in pretty much everyone else's lives. And a lot of times it's the window isn't even showing us what's going on in their lives. It's just showing us the room that they put together that they want us to see of their lives. So it's not even accurate. But like, I don't think, you know, I don't think our brains were meant to have access to all of this fucking, all of this shit going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're we're struggling, and we're trying to figure out like how to fucking make it. Like, I feel you know I feel fucking bad for the young people, man. I feel like I feel good for them, but I feel bad in in the sense that like the fact that they the shit that they have to fucking like you're saying in comparison is a thief of joy. The shit that they have to like filter out. I mean, I'm old enough to, like, you know, smartphones only... Smartphones only been around for, like, fucking a dozen years or, like, yeah. 15 years. And I'm old enough to be around before, like, most people even had just regular texting and cell phones and shit. Mm-hmm. And I got... I think we got the internet. Like, I convinced my pop to give us the internet when I was, like, 17. So this is back, you know, back in the days of the dial-up modems and that kind of shit. But, like, hey, if I was trying to get porn... I had to go to the woods where I knew the older kids were throwing their dirty old porno magazines after they stole them from the convenience store. That was the only way I could get porn back in the day. So I can't even, like, imagine what it's like to be, like, seven and have a fucking smartphone and just have the access to all the best and worst, the entire universe, right in the palm of your hand. I can't even imagine, like, the the, the stress that the brain gets under trying to figure that out and filter it. So I feel like, I almost feel like it's gonna be a new species coming out of this, like the species of people that grew up with this shit and, and the brains just, you know, grew up with it and developed in a way where they can maybe process it a little better. But I, I hope that's the case, cause man, it's just so much to keep track of. Like the amount, I mean, the best, you know, the best thing that I ever do for my own personal happiness is just get the fuck off the internet and you know sometimes all i gotta do is go for a walk and leave my phone at home and then i learned that like you know you go camping just stay off the grid for like five days i mean all that all that shit is happening and that's another thing i learned another thing i learned going to india Kara, it's like you know bad things are happening and crazy things are happening around the world at all times and it's been like that forever mm-hmm. so we're not at the point where like we can tap into that and and have it in front of our faces or choose not to but it's always been there you feel me like absolutely all of that shit like like you know a hundred a hundred people are getting murdered right now like literally right mm-hmm. now so like you can't it, and, and I know that sounds dark, but like you can't even take that too seriously. Like you gotta be able, to, like in my opinion, you gotta be able to like, you know, not make light of that, but like take the seriousness out of it in your own mind just to survive in this chaotic modern world. I am uh, because all that shit's okay. happening right now, and and we're we're seeing more and more of that like, you know, filtered onto our smartphones. And we just gotta be able to not take take it too seriously. And again, and not ne- like I'm saying, like not necessarily make jokes about the fact that like literally people are getting stabbed right now, but you know, take the power out of the seriousness just for our own sanity and recognize and acknowledge that it's happening, but not let it, you know, be a weight upon our shoulders.
0: I absolutely, I absolutely agree with um everything that you just said. Just now, I have a bit of a different perspective on the young, the young people, and I, I will, I will uh, get to that in just a second. But I, I agree fully, and I think that it also it is a good reminder that like life is very short, you know, like because there are you know there's a hundred people being murdered and there's a thousand babies being born, you know, in any given moment, and and like like life is a big part of a cycle, and you can miss it by getting caught up in what I always call the noise. And what I mean is the details that aren't relevant to the experience that you're having right now, you know? And, and you know, when you talk about access to the internet, and and I mean, I'm a big fan of walking in the woods and all of that kind of thing. And I think that you're absolutely right, is, is learning how to disconnect is so valuable. But what that brings me to, just one second, I have to cough. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, what that brings me to is when you talk about the kids, when I think about the, the kids, quote unquote, you know, Gen Z and the, the younger people, in some ways are absolutely right. They've been inundated since basically they were born, you know, like two-year-olds are using tablets and it's, it's crazy. But at the same time, they're much better prepared, I think, than our generation. I assume we're similar age. I don't actually know. But, um, you know, I think that they're a lot better prepared. I'm 72 years old. Oh, me too. <laughs> But uh, um, I think they're a lot better prepared because like whenever I watch, you know, the 20-year-olds and the 17-year-olds and watch their interactions um, online or in person, I'm always in awe of the freedom that they have from those inhibitions, from the desire to portray themselves as perfect, like a... 20-year-old will admit to being hospitalized for a suicide attempt much faster than a 35-year-old, you know? And Absolutely. Like a lot of things like that where you see there's a release of inhibitions, and I don't know that that's, I don't think that that's caused by the Internet, but I think that because the Internet has been around long enough that their parents knew what to warn them about, because like when we first got the Internet, I was, I don't know, 12-ish and uh, I remember or maybe maybe a little bit younger, but when I was first allowed to use the internet by myself, and my parents like there wasn't even good warnings. like I remember I was in very fucking sticky situations because because no one understood what it was we were working with. At least now, you know those kids are being raised to understand what the internet is like uh, any, any 20 year old understands the internet better than me. I constantly ask my IT friends to explain it. I never understand. Um, So, so I just think that that's interesting because I think that both are true. I think that they are inundated and that is potentially damaging, but you said something about, you know, the ability for them to evolve into basically a new kind of human that has more specific and better filters. And I think that that's a beautiful thing and it gives me so much hope for the future. Like, Gen Z is amazing at laughing at themselves.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, like, one of my favorite things about, like, the young people is the fact that, like, you know, and I I hate the fact that, like, and I don't want to say, like, boomers and shit, but, like, I hate the fact that, let's just say, like, ignorant people talk about, like, you know, how sensitive is snowflakes and blah, 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 and it's like, okay, Obviously, there's some situations that, yeah, that, that's true, but one of my favorite things about that is another, is the other side of that same coin. The sensitivity that that the younger generation has is absolutely 100% needed in society right now. The fact that they are so open about, like, ment- the fact that mental health is still, like, you know, I got, like, really bad anxiety. Like, I've had to, like, talk to talk to a therapist about anxiety and just deal with different stuff. I had, like, really bad depression at certain points in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, talked about it, like, when it happens, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, and this is especially, I feel like this is especially hard for dudes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, most of my guy friends just kind of, you know, back in the day will just stare at me with, like, a blank face. You're like, yeah, you ever get depressed? And they just look at me like, you know, I just told them that that I ran, you know, I, I don't know even know. They, <laughs> they just didn't respond. They didn't know how I respond. rule. They feel comfortable responding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that like the young people are so in touch with like their sensitivity and their empathy, and and I think that they're going to be known as as a generation that's that's going to make a lot of changes with stigmas in society all across the board, from like you know equal rights to to mental health to all sorts of shit and i think that they're the ones that are going to be steering the ship in the right direction when it comes to this shit and it's because of the sensitivity and because that they're not afraid to be open about that shit the shit that that needs to be talked about that should have been talked about for for all of our our existence but is still covered up and repressed and that's you know that's human nature but like i said it if, if it's almost as if there's like this new evolution of humanity and these these young people are right at the at the tip of that and i really look forward to seeing you know the the changes that they make in, in those avenues as we go on and and move forward
0: absolutely and and i think um i think in a lot of ways You know, um, it's like you said, the perfect term for it is two sides of the same coin. Because in some ways, Gen Z is, or not just Gen Z, but the younger generation than us, is they are much more serious about some things. And then much, much less serious, much less full of shame and all of that about other things. And I think that they are much, much better able to see clearly what is important. You know, what's important to take seriously and what's not? And I mean, I think that our generation and previous generations to ours were so shrouded in bullshit, you know, about what matters, like, you know, appearances, material goods, making sure that you look, I mean, like that you physically look a certain way and that you're modest enough and or proud enough, depending on, you know, who you are, what gender you are. But there's all these rules for women and all these rules for men and all these... You know, and if you don't fall into that, then you're, you know, like then that's gonna be problems for you and all this stuff. And I think that, you know, I think that gen Z like i have I have seen young people make fun of themselves for things that you would never dare make fun of themselves, make make like we would never dare make fun of ourselves for at that age. And it's just so fucking inspiring. And you know, like one of the things that you said a little bit earlier a couple times, that i think is so important is you know when talking about how how and when to take things seriously i think that that word power is very important is that we assign power to we assign power to things where it does not belong and we remove power from things that are really fucking important and i think the first step is to just critically examine when and why we're doing that what do you think
1: I, I agree 100%. And that's that's another another thing that I've been learning as I get older. Like the vast majority, like you're saying, the vast majority of things that we have in our lives that either inspire us or depress us or make us upset or happy, we put we put the emotions on that ourselves. Like we're the ones given the power. Whether it's good power or bad power to all those circumstances. And and I think that like I think a lot of people just never even figure that shit out, like ever. Like they you know, they, they they keep up with the Joneses their entire lives. They worry about what other people think their entire lives and they never get past that. And those are people I think that ultimately just don't ever find happiness. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for them because the reality is the power is within us to, to accept or decline what it is that's coming at us, you know, and and, and we have the decision in our hands to determine and how that thing is. It goes the same thing, Karen, it's the same shit I was talking about. It's not the hand that you're dealt, it's how you play it. You know, Absolutely. you're going to get certain things happening to you in life. It's going to, you know, a bully is going to say shit. Somebody's gonna do something, something's gonna happen, something terrible is gonna come your way. And that's just the way it is. You can't live in a bubble, you can't avoid it, you can't deny it. So what are you gonna do to like, you know, what's your your perception of it gonna be? That, you know, and that's what I I just really try to like, keep living my life toward as much as possible as I get older and older and crustier and crustier (laughs) and falling apart.
0: Um, well, and I mean, and I agree, like I always, like I, I tend to think in weird terms, but I always think of like, like, it's amazing to me how, how little and much control we have at any given point. Like we have no control over external factors, what other people do, what the weather's going to be like, like just there's, there's innumerable factors that we don't get to control. But on the other hand, we absolutely get to control how we interact with that or how we would like to interact with that. Because of course, with mental wellness issues, we end up, you know, struggling to control how we interact with things. But, you know, over time, if if you want to, over time, you can start to regain um, that control and that power. And something that you said about, like, you know, there are going to be people that never get there. I agree with that. But I'm also in awe of some of the people that I thought wouldn't. And I see changes like, you know, like I'm talking decades of consistent behavior and all of a sudden it's changing. And, you know, we were we're talking a little bit about the dangers of the Internet earlier. Well, I think that that can be given credit to the Internet in that phrasing, rephrasing things. Oh, I got a bubble in my throat. It made my voice all weird. Fantastic. Um, I think rephrasing things can allow someone to hear a message that they couldn't otherwise hear. You know, because like language is such a funny thing. You know, you play the hand you're dealt. Like you said, you've heard that so many times and it didn't really mean anything. And then one day it clicked. Well, someone else, you know, they need to hear your perception is your reality, which is the same fucking sentiment, you know, or someone else needs to hear you know, make lemonade out of life's lemons or don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Like there's so many idioms that describe the same idea about how to find peace and how to find stability and how to more like make peace, you know? And so I think that the internet is really doing us a big favor by translating these sentiments into a thousand ways to read it so that there's a way that everyone can understand it. Does that make sense?
1: I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. And I want, I want to just add something to that. None of these things are news to anybody in the United States. And I'm sure different cultures have their own versions of that. Mm-hmm. And I, have, you, have you ever noticed like the people that post those quotes on Facebook are the ones that don't pay attention to them at all? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, they'll post they'll post something like that. Like when life gives you lemons, make lemonade and they're always just making dumb decisions and doing stupid things and complaining all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that, you know, in addition to what you said, I think it's really important to actually pay attention and to like and I know it's weird to say, like, listen. Because you're not like listening to a Facebook quote that you posted on your own page, but like it mm-hmm. is listening, like to actually look at it. Like, don't just, just say, it. when life, did, exactly, like in, take it inside and like see what it really means and like apply it to like something that's actually happening in your life. You know, like actually take that quote and see how you could use it in a situation that you're facing, like right at that moment. And I think i think that that's a huge difference there you know it's it's the difference between the talkers and the doers but it's really just another decision you know it's Mm -hmm. a decision to go from like just it's it's a decision to go from posting the quote on facebook and just saying look what you know look what i believe give me some likes it's just a simple decision to go from that to actually like you said ingesting it, digesting it, and turning it into something that's real, that can actually benefit you.
0: Well, and I think think one of the reasons that we see a lot of people struggle with that, and this is just speculation, of course, I don't know, but I think that one of the reasons that we see a lot of people do that is critical thinking and mindfulness is some of the hardest work that you can possibly do because it requires, like you're right, it, it is a decision, but it's a decision about every 30 seconds. You know, you have to constantly decide to fight the, to unlearn, you know, to unlearn the the very damaging parts of both American and Canadian culture, pretty much all of Western culture, that, you know, I mean, there is a lot of parts of our culture that are predicated on keeping people unhappy because, because it's important for cohesion. And unfortunately, it's just so much work. You know, we, we constantly need to remind ourselves. And eventually, though, an encouraging note, is eventually it becomes as natural as what we were doing before. But in the beginning, holy fucking shit. Like, it's constant vigilance. Or at least for me, maybe, maybe you weren't quite as fucked up as me. But <laughs> for me, it's constant vigilance to get to a place where I... Would dare call myself a generally happy person.
1: Carol, you're using a lot of big words and it's making my brain leak out of my ears. Oh, sorry. But I'm pretty sure I got the gist, <laughs> the gist of what you're saying. And like, I, I like, I I wouldn't consider myself any sort of fucking genius or anything. Like, you know, I think that, I think that, like. Again, it's decisions. And if you're you're not smart enough to like be a captain of your own ship, Mm -hmm. then at least you can like have habits that keep pointing you in the right direction. Like I've done so many dumb things. I can't even like, I can't even like have a list. Like a computer couldn't even hold the list of all the dumb things that (laughs) I've done. Really? And I think, I think that there's different ways to go about it. And like you said, like critical thinking and mindfulness is shit. And mindfulness is just, you know, right. It's like, basically like just paying attention to what you're doing right now is like, right.
0: Um, it's paying attention to what you're doing right now and paying attention is paying attention to both external and internal factors in the moment. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't, it doesn't include, you know, future decisions and stuff.
1: So just like being, being aware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I feel you. Yes. Yeah. So like, I think that and I'm going to do some more research on this. Cause I like, I like the way it sounds. I'm going to do some more research on, on mindfulness and awareness. And I think that, you know, I think that it's a journey that requires constantly moving forward mm-hmm. and i think different people go on on different paces
0: absolutely and
1: i just want you know i just want to be able to to get a little bit better every day and for me and I see i don't have an answer like for some people the definition of getting a little better every day is to like keep just collecting money and having sex with different people like that's that could be someone's definition but like for me i've been in that position and it didn't lead me to any sort of like fulfillment. So I don't know if that's like a natural progression that you got to be on. Like, oh, you got to come up with materialistic shit first. And then you have to learn the lesson that that doesn't really satisfy you or make you happy. And then you have to move on to the next stage where you're like, well, what's next? But I think like, I think like you have to keep asking questions in order to keep moving along the journey. You feel me? Like you can't just get to a point where you're miserable, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it too. Like, you have gotta always be curious. Like, that's one mm-hmm. thing I can I can say about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not be the smartest person, and like, you know, be completely full of mindfulness mindfulnessness isness. <laughs> however, that, but like, I'm always asking questions, homie. Like, I and I ain't afraid. Like, like the murder hornets. Like, I was like, God damn, there's murder hornets just they're gonna sting me to eat my face. And then I was like, wait, is are these really murder Hornets? And then I looked it up and it is not. It's just, it's a they call it, so the the wasp that it ended up being again was this this golden digger wasp which is known as a gentle giant in the hornet community. Uh-huh. So like that's something I learned, you know, and that actually makes me happy. It's like the teddy bear, you know, the teddy bear of the hornet community. <laughs> and so it it you know it corrected me and I was I was able to admit that I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but at the same time didn't take it personal, didn't take it serious. The fact that I was like really wrong about it, and I was able to move on, and now I know a little bit more and I made a new friend in the bug world.
0: <laughs> well, and I think I think you touched on two things that I think are probably the most important. I don't know. I always think everything's the most important. But when you talked about habits, I think that that's really, really important to note is making a habit out of something. But when you talk about cultivating, or I'm sorry, I'm really not trying to use big words. It's just how I talk. I'm a nerd. Um, uh, when you talk about like fostering, <laughs> I think that's better, um, curiosity, you know, growing the curiosity inside you and and trying to be curious, like that really brings about An ability to be humble like exactly what you were talking about where it's like you know what it's okay to be wrong like i don't know at what point wrong became such a dirty word but all wrong means is opportunity to learn right so um but for now because it's it's getting close to that time i wanted to know if you would like to play a game with me
1: let's i'm I'm ready let's play the game
0: all right. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna read you some Canadian slang, and I'm gonna see how many of them you uh, you know. So let's do it. it. Do you know what a toque is?
1: That sounds racist.
0: <laughs> it's it's a beanie.
1: I, I, was wrong, I was wrong on that one. All right, what's the, what's, what's the next one?
0: Uh, do you know what darts are?
1: Fuck, that sounds racist too. <laughs> That's, that, unless you, I mean, unless you're just talking about them little sharp things you throw at a, at a board.
0: No, it's a, uh, it's a phrase that means cigarettes. So if someone says, I've got a pack of darts, in my car or whatever that means that uh that they've got a pack of cigarettes um i i feel you what about oh okay i feel like this isn't canadian slang but maybe it is because sometimes i find that like i don't realize something is canadian so do you know the term kitty corner yes okay okay see these lists aren't always good i rely on the internet for these lists um (laughs) Uh, oh, do you know what giver or "givener" means?
1: This one, I'm going to give you props. This one does not sound racist. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But no, though. I got no clue.
0: Um, so it just means basically to go hard um, at any task that needs to be done. So like oh yeah, you know, Doug was digging a hole, he was just giving her, would mean that he was working really hard. Um, uh, All right. (laughs) Ooh, this one's a Montreal or uh, Quebec-specific one. Do you know what a dependeur is? It's a little (laughs) Frenchy.
1: You probably know where I'm going with this carol, but it fucking sounds racist again. (laughs)
0: It is a corner store. So like 7-Eleven or whatever other corner stores exist in the States, because I actually have- no
1: okay. 7 okay. I, I feel you, I feel you.
0: All right, so I'm going to do three more um, because they're, they're my favorite Canadian slang. So do you know what a double-double is? <laughs>
1: I mean, I know what a double double is at in and out when you get a fucking double double burger in and out, but I'm guessing it ain't gonna be this
0: fucking same. <laughs> I wish we had in and out. In and out so good. Um, it is a coffee with two cream and two sugar. Double double. So you get a double double. Right, so, like
1: it, uh, it, so it's So it's another food thing. I I I, I can i
0: Alright, second and last one is do you know what a two four is? Two four? A two four, yeah. Not a two by four, but a two four. I, I have no fucking clue. It is a twenty-four case of beer. So grab your darts and the two four. Oh shit. <laughs> and we'll hike out there just as That's... A
1: that's some, That's a that's a Canadian that I can use the next time I go to Canada. I'll be like, "Hey, where are them two fours at?"
0: Yeah, and uh, I haven't. I don't know any Canadians that don't know it. I know that they say that on the East Coast as well. Um, sometimes they'll say May two four for the May long weekend, and it's kind of a double entendre because they mean beer and the fact that it often falls on the twenty fourth. Um,
1: <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good one to know.
0: And then, last but not least, because it's my favorite Canadian slang, and it's actually a phrase, is do you know the term, Bob's your uncle?
1: I mean, I know, it, I, I know it, it's, what it means, what you're saying right now, like somebody named Bob is my uncle, but again, I'm assuming that's completely wrong.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incorrect. Um, it actually, and I did. I only recently learned that this is Canadian, and that's I think one of the reasons I'm so fascinated with it. It means, and there you have it. So like, I walked into the tent, and Bob's your uncle. There's the two for, um, and and it just means there you have it. Like that's it, you know. And uh, and it's super super fucking common, like constantly. Like not constantly, but like enough that I was shocked when I found out that you guys didn't say that in the states
1: i I've, I've never heard that before, other than like a situation where someone was like saying that is someone's uncle,
0: yeah, so now, and I don't know why it's not like Ted or Andrew, but now you know if you feel like it, you can pepper your your life with Canadian slang and confuse the fuck out of people. I love to do that um i
1: I actually, I actually do know two Canadian words, Ooh. and is loonies and toonies. <laughs> I uh,
0: I have a loony and a toonie in my piggy bank right now.
1: <laughs> I hope so. Those are about the easiest ones to get.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, I like loonies and toonies, but I actually prefer our paper money because they're so colorful and they just bring me so much joy. Whenever I go to the States, I get so like confused about how much money I have at any given time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty complicated, just like everything else in the United States. We like to do things really difficult.
0: So before I let you go, um, as I'm sure you know, my, my audience is, is significantly smaller than yours. But is there anything like how could uh, how can people find you just on Facebook, Squeezy Jibs?
1: Yeah, you can just google squeezy um, squeezy for real on instagram um yeah i mean it's just google squeezy jibs i guess i'm probably like famous enough where you can just google that and just find everything at this point but i'm gonna post this up i've, I've really had a good time kara and i'm gonna post this up um, as soon as you got the episode ready i'll post it up on my channels and just let people uh take a listen and hopefully you know ha- have some questions that they can ask and some discussions they can have about, you know, not taking things too seriously.
0: Yeah, I do think it's a really important topic and one that doesn't get talked about enough. And honestly, I appreciate your time so very much. I've had a really good time. I uh, have laughed a lot. And um, just stay on for a quick sec. I'm going to say goodbye to my listeners and then just do a little follow-up. I'm supposed to say that before I start recording, but I'm bad at remembering things. So I'm just gonna <laughs> um, but is there anything you'd like to add before uh, before I say goodbye to the listeners?
1: It ain't about the cars you don't. It's how you play them.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much and to my listeners. I love you. Bye.